Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the April 17th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Monday edition. Welcome to the new the new week. Hey, at least you got an episode over the weekend, so that was nice. It is uh, episode 270. I am Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. So, round one of the playoffs, sort of in motion. Yep. Got some some games under our belt Saturday, Sunday. Got yep. some games tonight. It's kind of like pretty cool, like yesterday, games going on until the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> yeah. Seem like. So pretty cool time of the year with these uh, these playoffs. Um, before we jump over into uh, breaking down what, what we're seeing in those games, uh, we had a little NFL news come out today. We have a new highest paid player in the National Football League. Uh, former Alabama, former what Oklahoma? Yes, sooner. Quarterback Jalen Hurts, now the highest paid player in the NFL. Worth it? What do you think? I think, I think it's worth it. I think you know, getting a quarterback is really hard to do as far as finding a good quarterback in the draft or or free agency if that fits your your build, your mold, uh, and when you find them, you try to hold on to them and you see what they can do over the first, you know, four years uh, and the, of their time in the NFL, see if they can, you know, fit your organization, fit what you're trying to do, fit your mission, and then if they do, you try to lock them up and you try to hold on to them as long as you can. We've seen Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs have that similar situation. The Ravens scrambling to do that with Lamar Jackson, and then the Eagles are able to give an offer that, um, that hurts likes and is willing to take um i think the only thing that can really slow down jalen hurts at this point is if they ban the little push rule where you can't push the quarterback across Mm -hmm. the first down or touchdown um you know that's a big part of their offense but overall i think jalen hurts over the last couple of seasons has made a lot of improvements in the areas that he needs to improve in uh, as far as uh, throwing the football which has been an issue for him where he sailed a lot of passes at the beginning of his career just a little inaccurate uh sometimes and really couldn't get anything going and the offense, and then they gave him, you know, um, a couple of new wide receivers, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and you know, got him some weapons in that. Uh, and all of a sudden, he turns into a quarterback that now is one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the league, uh, in a lot of people's minds. So I think overall, I think it's it's a good um, a deal for the, you know, it's an expensive deal, obviously, if you're the Eagles, but a deal I think you have to make. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is worth it. I think. If you look at his, you know, worth it, work ethic and what he's, what he uh, has done and what he's willing to do to improve and to have success, I think if you if that's something that he's able to continue doing and keep, you know, striving for for that, that's the type of quarterback you want in your organization. You want that type of quarterback that's willing to get to the next level consistently. Um, we've seen that, you know, throughout the playoffs last year, all the way into the Super Bowl, where he was able to do a lot of good for the offense. Um, and and at the beginning of the game, right before they kind of. Uh, fell off a little bit, especially defensively. Um, but he was able to make a lot of good running plays with his legs, a couple of good touchdown passes, made some, uh, uh, did a lot of opportunities with the football, and had success. So I think uh, overall, I think he's the type of quarterback that you want to you know pay for. 
Um, you could, you know, argue the question, should he be the highest paid quarterback or even player in general? Is he, you know, that top tier? But at the same time, I think with everything that's being signed, as the contracts are just ballooning bigger and bigger and bigger, um, that it's just bound to happen. Mm-hmm. That quarterbacks can get paid higher and higher and higher. Uh, but like I said, I think when you're when you look at the big scheme of things and how hard it is to find that franchise guy, when you find him, you, you hold on to him and you and you see what you could do if you could get him signed. So I think overall, though, the Eagles are in a good situation. You get him for the next five years, um, and and you can see what he's able to do for your organization coming off the Super Bowl, going to the playoffs again, not losing a whole lot of pieces, uh, people wanting to play with him. Uh, it seems like a good situation for yourself, and I'm excited to see what he looks like over the next couple of years because his playoff. Or just sorry, his college career into his NFL career has been kind of messy, a lot of ups and downs for him, but he's improved to the point where I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Okay. All right. Well, with that, let's jump into this first round of the uh, NBA playoffs. What games did we see over the weekend? I watched quite a bit. I, um, the games were covered Golden State and, um, uh, let's see, it's Golden State against the Kings. And then the Bucks and the Heat. But overall, I watched a lot of these games to kind of see what they look like. But I think those are the games that have the highest implications. Obviously, the the Kings and the Warriors are playing tonight along with the 76ers Nets. The 76ers Nets game wasn't that big a surprise. The 76ers destroyed the Nets. The Nets really didn't have much of a chance to, you know, close the gap at all against 76ers and Joel Embiid, James Harden had had themselves a day. And I expect that to continue tonight and all the way through the series. Um, the other game that I watched a lot of was the Lakers Grizzlies, which has a lot of implications to it with Anthony Davis in, injuring his shoulder. Yeah. Yep. Coming back in, finishing the game. Didn't uh, Moran though? Go yeah, out John Moran injuring his right hand and it's extreme. Like so it's, he... it's a jeopardy they will not return uh, at least for the next. Have they said the anything about it? Um, he said that it's like a pain level of ten. He's well, not using it. That's not good. They said he's not going to be able to play um, when they play again, which is probably tomorrow. Uh, Anthony Davis seems like he's fine. Seems like he'll come back and play, but I think that pushes the the odds the Lakers favor very heavily, um, because this the Grizzlies team had a close game, but when John Morant went out, the Lakers were able to go on a 15-0 run and and, and start to um, start to really make a you know run for it and start to dominate. So I think that's kind of not that unexpected. Then obviously the Timberwolves <laughs> beating getting beat by the Nuggets. 80 to 109, 109 for the Nuggets, 80 for the Timberwolves. It was a little bit unexpected. Um, I, I expected the Nuggets to win, but not by, you know, 29 points uh, at the end of the day. So we'll see if the, you know, the Timberwolves are able to actually climb back in and, and solve some of the issues that they've had uh, and that, that have the played the team. But the game that I was, was interested in looking at, which also had some injury implication with Tyler Hero and Giannis both injuring themselves and coming out of the game was the Heat and Milwaukee. Um, that game finished at 130 to 117. And I mean, it was not a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination for, uh, for the Bucks at the beginning of the game, the, uh, heat had their way. They really just, you know, were able to get a lot of strips, a lot of, uh, and then, you know, get a lot of fast break points, which started to bloom their lead up to, I think by 15 points at the beginning of the game where they, the Bucks just tried to score even with Giannis, but they were just getting, uh, charging fouls, blocking fouls, just careless with the basketball, the Heat being scrappy and getting the ball. And then before the Bucks had even set up on defense, they were already down the court and scoring. Uh, I mean, it was just 
it was just very a very poor performance. Um, if you're the if you're the Bucks overall, uh, I think you know obviously losing Giannis is a big deal for you because he is pr- a big part of your paint offense and where you get most of those points. But they had 46 pay points if you're the if you're the Bucks and the Heat had 62. So there wasn't a huge pr- <laughs> huge presence in the paint if you're the if you're the Bucks and and you're not able to do that much of you know stopping them. So that's kind of an issue that you kind of have to look at and you're gonna have to solve. Uh, over time to see what you're able to do and and if you're able to stop them, um, so I think you're gonna have to you have to watch out for that if you're if you're the Bucks and see if you can finally kind of s- stop them and and from being able to dominate and, and from them being able to be able to do what they did because if they you let them do fast breaks points over and over and over again I don't care if Giannis is on the court or not you're gonna have a situation where you're gonna have a hard time stopping them you're gonna have a situation where you have a hard time doing what you need to do to to dominate and I think this Bucks team is very a very good team but the he just did some stuff that I didn't expect them to do coming Hell out yeah. of the gate forcing Giannis to give you a bunch of charging fouls getting in front of him being able to risk your players like that and being able to you know put their, your body on the line because obviously it's not a great feeling to get hit by Giannis and shoved down to the court but at the same time you're stopping their possessions you're stopping their ability to get any sort of offense going because they can't, they can't continue a drive if there's penalty after penalty after penalty, um, and even the play that Giannis was injured on was a uh, a charge that he had, and he had to ended up, uh, or I think we have a block, but a close charge, and he had to come into the game at that point. So I think you know overall, I think you know the Bucks have the team to beat the Heat, but it's really going to come down to you know is Giannis going to come back? Is he going to be healthy? Uh, I mean the Heat shot an unbelievable clip of like sixty percent from the field, um, which at average, at decent is like 50%. The Bucks were below average at 49%. And then the uh, Heat also shot 60% from three. So they were able to hit everything. So once the the Bucks kind of started to figure stuff out and, and learn how to not always have to, you know, go inside the pain and always have to, you know, and learn how to stop the Heat from, you know, dominating with the fast break points, they started to, you know, started to come back into the game a little bit. But the problem was they weren't shooting the ball all that well. Um, and obviously during a game, you the stats will look a little different than what you see on on the court. But when I was watching the game, I just saw a lot of the Heat just finding their spots, whether that's from three, whether that's inside the paint, and hitting those spots over and over and over again. And the Bucks just really did not have an answer um, for that success that they were having. And they just kind of, you know, went at him, went at him, went at him. And no matter how many times the Bucks tried to climb back into that game, it was never enough um, because the Heat just had the hot hand in that game. And I think they're going to have to try to figure out how to slow that down. Um, but honestly, like I said, the, the, the way it starts is don't let the Heat get a bunch of confidence at the beginning of the game. Um, because you're not going to be able to really slow them down that efficiently, especially if Giannis is not on the court. But I think, you, you know, when you get into the next game against them, your game plan, your philosophy should not be getting to the paint and dominating the paint. It should be get a lot of threes, um, play, you know, outside the paint mid-range game um, where you're not going to get a lot of charging fouls and opportunities for them to kind of dominate there and then just get back in transition. you got to be able to make sure – they're not able to have their way and do whatever they want and, and control the tempo of the game. But if you're the Heat, I mean, do exactly what you did last time. I mean, find your spots, find where you're comfortable, make them play your game, uh, and don't go to their level. You know, try to try to you know uh, control the tempo, control the pace, control everything about the game. 
because that's how you're going to beat a team that in, in a lot of the minds of the media, including mine, is better. It has a lot more firepower. It has the right amount of, right, you know, the right guys. Like, everything about them just screams that they have a better shot of and should be winning all these games. But if you bring the fight to them, they're going to have a hard time uh, a hard time dominating nine times out of ten. So I think that's kind of be really where you have success if you could bring the fight to them. Um, because, you know, like I said, they, they have the pieces and they've shown what they could do and that they could surprise the Bucks. Uh, down that stretch, um, but the other game I wanted to talk about um, was the uh, was the um, was the Warriors and the and the Kings game, which came down to a one twenty three to one twenty six final score, which was a very very good game. Um, like I said, when we talked about it um, uh, last week, when we were breaking down these games as what to expect, we talked about a lot about the fact that the Kings are really going to control the paint. That's really where they make their uh, make their money, and that's where they really dominate. And if you look at what happened in the Warriors Kings game, that's kind of what you what you saw. You know, the P- Kings had sixty points um, within the paint. Um, they had the you know one extra shot as far as field goals, but uh, as far as made. But I mean, that's really where they you know stood, and when they were able to dominate, they were inside the paint. That's kind of where their domain is. Um, and also their defense, they were to pickpocket the, the Warriors quite a few times and make their life kind of miserable and, 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 and struggling to get inside and dominate. Um, they, they really had their way. Uh, I mean, if you look at the rebounds, they had nine more rebounds uh, than the Warriors, but the Warriors only had nine offensive rebounds. The King had, Kings had 17, so they dominated the offensive board as well because of their presence in the paint. Um, but if you're the Warriors, they really, you know, did everything they possibly could to make sure they were getting hot from the three-point range, uh, and then were able to beat the Kings in that department by you know four four threes. So they were able to keep it close in that way. And mm-hmm. yeah, they were able to get. I thought they were to have a really hard time of you know getting any paint presence, but they did do a decent job of getting some rebounds and getting some guys in there and 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 having a, having their day a little bit in there a little bit better than I expected. Stopping guys, getting blocks, getting some steals, getting some opportunities. Uh, on on the defense side of the ball to turn into some threes from Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, uh, Curry, whoever the case may be, whoever's lining it up from that from that uh, area. But the other thing that the Warriors need to be careful of is they need to be careful when the guys get inside and when you're trying to block and you're trying to dominate inside the paint, you're trying to do something that's not usually your department. That usually ends up with a lot of fouls. Uh, and the the Kings had five extra foul shots that they made uh, over the Warriors. Um, so they're going to have to be careful with that to not let them get to the free throw line. The charity stripe is what I like to call it. I think that's a better name for it. But, um, and, and be able to get a couple extra points. Because this this series, I think, has the capability of going for a seven-game uh, a seven game, or okay. going to a seventh game. Because I think there's uh, a lot to go off of. I think these teams are kind of pretty even. But I think we'll know more once they play tonight as far as how far the series will go. But I think it's going to be a very entertaining series to watch. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to reflect on? I mean, other than the, my Celtics dominated the Hawks. They really. did. Yeah. What about that one? That game, I, I think, I was kind of expecting. I imagine a lot of people were expecting the the, the Celtics to break to the Hawks. And that Celtics team is just so deep. They have so many good players that they were able to even slow down the Hawks' best player in, in, um, in Trey Young. And yep. Not give him any opportunities to make any sort of plays. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Marcus Smart. I mean, they all just had their way and did anything they wanted to. I expect that game to still be a sweep in, in four games. 
Yeah, it was pretty much, it was one-sided. I mean, I imagine they pulled their stars out pretty early. <laughs> yeah. All right, and what do we got going on tonight? Like I said, the 76ers are playing the Nets uh, tonight, and then we also got the Warriors-Kings game later on in the later bracket. Okay. It's nice to have these games going late into the night. Yes, I like that much better. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, well, we will catch you on Wednesday. What do you say? Sounds great. Sounds good. All right, listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please do that. Otherwise, we'll catch you on Wednesday. See you. God bless.